Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The panel. 10.25 here on SENZ, and uh, the panel this morning is uh, Aidan McLaughlin out of the Hawke's Bay and uh, Brad Lewis. Uh, Aidan, if I can begin with you, that would be fantastic. Uh, England and Birmingham in particular putting on quite a good show this time round. Yeah, morning Smithy, morning Brad. Um, I must admit I'm pretty sleep deprived after those four or five days that we've had. Uh, it's been it's been great viewing, hasn't it? It's, uh, it's amazing, isn't it? You look back not that long and you were pretty restricted on what you could watch. It was pretty much dictated to you by uh, whatever TV company was showing it. But now we have so many channels and so many choices and you still struggle to get around all the sport. But uh, absolutely loving it so far. It's been great. The facilities uh, look fantastic. The crowds have uh, been top draw and we haven't even hit the athletics track yet. No, that's right. And uh, really looking forward to that. I think that starts overnight tonight. I know Zoe Hobbs starts her 100 metre campaign and the women's pole vault as well. So there'll be some, some Kiwi interest in that for sure. Uh, but yeah, the, the crowds have really bought into it. I noticed that during the sevens, uh, the, the closing of the sevens the other day, that was when, of course, the, uh, the women's Euro uh, football final was going on. So they started singing along to that as well. But uh, great crowds at all the venues, from what I can tell. It's, it's, been, it's been really, really good. Great engagement. Actually, you bring up a good subject, actually. How big that uh, women's football victory for England, bearing in mind, of course, World Cup next year, that brings them into, uh, I wouldn't say outright favouritism, but brings them into uh, serious contenders. Oh, it does. It, it really does. And th- that was a huge, huge event uh, over there. Uh, the, the, the tournament finished a bit later than the men's equivalent would have. You know, we're, we're almost at the start of the men's Premier League, etc., etc. But it's finished at a time where the schools uh, have broken up for the school, the summer holidays. And although some families have gone away overseas and what have you, there's been superb weather over there, as we know. And, yeah, just a great moment for football fans throughout the country. And just, just great to see that women's football is actually uh, seeing see such great support uh, for so many years, decades. Uh, it's been the men's game that's, that, that's uh, been at the top, obviously. But, uh, but now the women's game has brought so much uh, profile to the sport. It's, it's really good to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite sure we quite realise how big it is in this country, but we will do in about uh, 12 months' time, I think, Aidan, that's for sure. Brad, good morning to you. It uh, wasn't that long ago that uh, talking about cycling um, in New Zealand was not the thing to be done, uh, and all of a sudden it is. Outstanding uh, performance on the track from our athletes. 
And, and what does it tell you about the talent of these guys and girls, Smithy, is that, you know, obviously there's some deep-seated culture issues within New Zealand cycling that have been addressed, we hope. But, man, Aaron Gate, what a weapon. Elise, uh, Elise Andrews, what a beast. Like, these, these guys and girls have done phenomenally well um, with an amazing gold medal haul. Like, I don't think any of us, Smithy, would have predicted, what, eight gold medals from the cycling team heading into these games. So uh, think about what they might be able to do when they're supported 100% by, by their organization and, and by their coaching staff. Obviously, the talent is just shining at the moment. Uh, and I imagine they'll be in for a pretty big windfall when it comes to uh, more support from, from NZ Sport. And, and, uh, but the expectations, again, will be extremely high for, the, for Paris, which, again, will put pressure on the athletes to perform. So you just hope they put those structures in place. But a phenomenal performance. And Aaron Gate and, and Elise Andrews, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. It's, uh, it's, it's, been great. it's been great. It's been great to be a Kiwi watching these cyclists perform so well uh, at, in Birmingham. Yeah, and more to come. Speaking um, uh, to 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 for this morning, and uh, we we're talking about the fact that uh, they've still got uh, the um, the road cycling to come and the mountain biking. So uh, it's not like that that program's finished with as yet. Uh, Aiden, I, I, uh, the pool has been uh, pretty damn good as well, and uh, Gary Hollywood, who is some sort of um, inspirational coach, just heard a, a wee clip of an interview he did last night with uh, with Kirsty and and, and Beef. Um, he's the coach, of course, of Lewis Clearbert, who believes he could be the best in the world shortly. What do you reckon? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. They said it's quite interesting. After a little bit of disappointment at the Olympics last year, they've gone away. They've worked really hard on, on different aspects, not only of his, of his physical performance, but his mental performance. Um, and here he is. He's 23 years old. And they're doing all the right things aren't they they've improved significantly in that year since the olympics and it's really showing out there uh in the event so far um he's still got the 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 200 meter individual medley to go which i think is uh probably tomorrow i think um and then the finals on thursday morning uh so absolutely no reason at all why that improvement can't keep going Uh, i think they're talking about him uh getting up there and, and kind of improving his times by significant margins if, if things go to plan. So absolutely no reason why in, in a few years' time in Paris we, we can't be looking at even more success. Uh, also, uh, of course, on the back of uh, Andrew, um, Andrew Jeffcoat winning gold as, as well um, overnight, uh, Brad. So swimming program, pretty cool too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we've got a young talent, Erica Fairweather, who's, uh, who, who sort of came on to the, to the, to, to our sort of, we noticed in Tokyo, right, where she exploded onto the New Zealand scene making the Olympic final and, and she's done okay over there as well. And it's great to see swimming, uh, on such a shoestring budget, like bring these young people out. I mean, had we ever heard of Andrew Jeffcoat before these, games I certainly hadn't uh, and it was a surprise gold medal for me and you know Cameron Gray as well with the bronze it's, it's been awesome to see us perform in the pool um, Sophie Pascoe leading the way of course and uh, I, I agree with um, with, with Clearbert's coach saying you know this performance from all these athletes and the fact that we have one of the best medley swimmers on the planet right now in Lewis Clerbert, these guys need to be funded better and, and they should be in for a haul from, from NZ Sport as well. You'd certainly hope so um, leading into Tokyo. And look, the guys that Clerbert beat for his first medal uh, had three of the four fastest times of the year. Uh, so he, he beat 
some top, top performers um, to win that first gold medal. So I think he's certainly right up there. And uh, again, with um, with success comes more pressure. So the expectation and pressure will be on Clever and the swimming team heading into Paris. Uh, but I'm sure they'll be up to it, um, and, and it's exciting. It's a great. It's great to see us performing in the pool. I mean, I, you know, not since what uh, 1990, and then Daniel Loder have we sort of had all the success. It's 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 been great to watch. It is uh, 10:32 here on SCNZ. We've got Aidan McLaughlin and Brad Lewis on the panel this morning. Uh, we'll take a quick break for some news from Araha. Uh, when we come back, we might uh, look at a, another couple of Commonwealth Games issues and. Don't forget, there's an all-black test match coming up this weekend and how important do our panellists think this is for Ian Foster. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Uh, Brad Lewis and uh, Aidan McLaughlin uh, with us this morning. Uh, Brad, uh, just uh, before we leave uh, the Commonwealth Games, uh, what are you still looking forward to? I mean, track and field is uh, just getting underway shortly, but... um, uh, what what more uh, in terms of our prospects? Uh, a record medal haul overall, you think? I mean, you'd hope so. What? 17 golds the record in Auckland in 1990. I think we're on track with that. I mean, we could get four golds at the squash court alone, Smithy, uh, potentially, and Joel and Paul certainly on, on their way to that. We've got Tom Walsh. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a, a couple of good track and field athletes. Uh, we know Zoe Hobbs is in really good form at the moment. Um, so, I mean, if we could hit the 20s in gold medals, it would be an amazing achievement uh, f- from that perspective. Um, and, Smithy, I reckon the dark horse is for a gold of the white ferns. I really do. Like, a, you know, a 2020 game just takes just takes a Sophie Devine or Susie Bates innings to, to win that game for New Zealand. And, and so, so watch the space on that. Okay. Um, that's an interesting one. I hadn't uh, really considered uh, them as gold medal prospects. I think... Certainly, uh, it was a very important win when they beat South Africa. It looked like they've got a, a chance to play for a medal. But uh, I just, um, I, I just, uh, Aiden, having uh, been involved with the women's 50 over World Cup, I just kind of think uh, breaking down Australia is nigh on impossible with the squad they've got at the moment. Yeah, Australia, I think, would probably be a bridge too far. But that doesn't mean that they can't can't go well against the other teams um, Sri Lanka tomorrow and then be a big game against England uh, on the Friday, I think that's Friday uh, so that's that's going to be a huge test of, of this new re- regime um, but yeah I think Australia will ultimately too, be too strong in the T20s uh, but in terms of other things I'm looking forward to I've really been enjoying the squash you know uh, as Brad mentioned, Joel and Paul that game with Joel King last night was absolutely fantastic um, I know you had Dave Worsley on earlier talking about that, but that second game in particular in that quarter final was just was just really really top quality stuff and very very tense actually. So looking forward to see how they get on. Uh, also, as you mentioned, the athletics is going to be great stuff. And yeah, I mean, still more swimming to go uh, with Lewis and, and Andrew, and uh, all sorts of things going on. It's actually really tough to keep up, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, I, I remember back in what's 1974, Commonwealth Games was on one channel and uh, it wasn't possible to cover all the events live like the, the, we see them. We're pretty spoilt these days. Um, and, and I'll tell you who'd be very happy about the, the Commonwealth Games and the success for the Commonwealth Games, uh, Brad Lewis. I reckon New Zealand rugby will be because it's taken the heat off them and it seems like forever ago we lost to Ireland and Wellington. So much has been said, written and done uh, off the field of play. It's about time we got back on it. How important this test match for Ian Foster? 
yeah, it feels like that story's gone away right after the Steve Hansen stuff last week. It sort of disappeared off the face of the planet. Uh, but look, my expectations is that we're going to lose both these tests, Smithy, and, and uh, South Africa are a very, very good side. And I just, I can't see how they can turn this around. I know there's the, you know, the prospect of playing fresh opposition, but arguably we're playing a better side in South Africa and harder to beat at home than beating Ireland uh, and New Zealand. So, uh, look, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see some changes to that starting 15. Will Jordan at fullback, uh, Caleb Clark potentially. I think Richie Mwanga probably deserves a start at first 5-8. But aside from that, who can they bring in to make a big difference? The forward pack go, uh, in that final test with Wylock at lock was about as good as we can get. Um, I, I, I hope that they've given up on the Scott Barrett at six experiment. Uh, but yeah, my expectation is that we're going to lose these two tests and more pressure will be piled onto Ian Foster's shoulders in a couple of weeks' time. Well, I'm, I'm not sure Aiden the pressure went off or has gone off his shoulders because yeah. um, uh, it was interesting the comment uh, from Mark Robinson, the CEO, where uh, he basically said uh, Ian Foster is good for these two tests in South Africa. Uh, didn't go any further than that, and I found that quite intriguing, actually, uh, because they've said nothing, and all of a sudden to come out with a, um, a slightly obscure statement like that was, was a bit weird. Yeah, it was. And I mean, it would have been quite easy for him to say words to the effect of, you know, Ian has our full confidence going forward. He, he's the man we're backing. But for him to actually bring in the, the, the words South Africa tour, uh, which was quite surprising, wasn't it? And I think it probably does just indicate where New Zealand rugby are with the situation. I mean, four losses out of five. If they lose another two, six out of seven, then you come back to the rugby championship. Is it time to draw a line in the sand and say, OK, we need a new coach for the rugby cha- for the remainder of the rugby championship. Two games against Argentina at home, which, well, in terms of rugby championship fixtures, is probably about as as gentle an introduction as you're going to get. Uh, but is that the right time to actually just make that change? Uh, he's certainly still under pressure. It just seems that perhaps we, as the sporting public and the, and the viewers, uh, are probably just a little bit distracted at the moment. But certainly, he's under as much pressure as, as ever. And uh, if they lose that first test this weekend, it's just going to ramp up even more. It's interesting, uh, Smithy, fellas. Uh, interesting. In, yep. I, so, sorry, sorry. I just feel like the the draw for Ian Foss is interesting. Like if we we're playing the Pumas this weekend and two te- uh, like this weekend and next weekend, and then the Wallabies leading into a South African tour, maybe that would give have given the All Blacks time to to build on something against two teams that they should beat. Whereas they're going over and playing the World Champs, it couldn't have come at a worse time for Foster. Yeah, it's an interesting point, actually. Although, having said that, uh, if you're vulnerable, I'm not quite sure you want to, to go to Argentina and have them smell a bit of blood because they're ones you do not want to lose, Brad. Even though, you know, as you say, we that was slightly weaker opposition. At home, Argentina with the right scent and the, their nostrils are not. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's crazy, right? This is where the All Blacks have got to. That we're sitting here on on a sporting panel, Smithy. You've been to a thousand rugby test matches, and the All Blacks are going into these games as underdogs against South Africa. Like, I can't see how any sports bet person in his right mind could make the All Blacks favourites for these two tests. Uh, Aidan McLaughlin, um, I see uh, overnight where they've named uh, the uh, European. Uh, Golf uh, Federation, or whatever you like to call it, the DP Tour, etc. The RNA they've named as their Ryder Cup captain, one Luke Donald, to take over from Henrik Stenson. And Henrik Stenson, of course, um, having defected to uh, Live Golf, turns around and wins the first tournament he plays in. <laughs> Weird week. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. I think I think Luke Donald was probably the the, the logical choice, really. Smithy, uh, I, I think he was probably a little bit unlucky not to be named Ryder Cup captain this time around in the first place. So you know, he's a, he's a, a guy who's had a, a decent playing career, uh, a very very good Ryder Cup career as well, going back I think to about two thousand and four. I think was his debut. So he's been in and around that setup for a long time, both as a player and an assistant coach. So so they'll go really well under him, but. Uh, yeah, it is, it is a weird world we're living in when it comes to golf at the moment, isn't it? It really is. That's strange. It really is. Uh, Aidan McLaughlin there with us, uh, and Brad Lewis have been our panellists this morning. Thank you, gentlemen, for your opinions. Look forward to many, many more uh, medals coming in terms of uh, our New Zealand team. It's just been uh, sparkling, I think. Sparkling is a good word. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.